All right, no, no, no special uh, football trivia movie for you today because Eric Pedigo um, is not, he's not boned up on his football flicks like I, I thought he'd be. So you don't deserve him anymore, man. Wow, there it is. <laughs> I going to say, I know this one. You know this yeah. is the intro, Fancy Football Junkies. Hey, it's official, man. Season two, week one is over. It's over. Yes, and I will take the full blame for that one, dude. My buddies gave me so much credit. Why didn't you do a Thursday Night Football Focus last? I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. Because Pedigo forgot. I mean, yeah. it was just my 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 bad. I, I should have been a better host, but Pedigo, Pedigo forgot. It was me. No, I'll take that. Come on, Ego. Yep. <laughs> as, as, as I'm watching the Thursday Night Football game, I'm like, is, we talked about how great of a game it was going to be, you know, kicking yeah. off the season. I mean, if you're, you know, not a Rams person. <laughs> Man, that was tough. Not what I was expecting. No, not at all. And I think week one had a lot of not what you were expecting, you know. And we're going to get to that in some of our segments today. Every week is going to be the same. You know, this is what I like about uh, the, uh, the the football format, our fancy football junkies format. Uh, by the way, I'm Bonzi. That's Ego. Um, thanks for joining us. It's pretty much the same content every single week. You know, sometimes you watch these shows and they'll do a segment that, that I really like. Then all of a sudden, you don't see it ever again. You're like, what? Why, what happened to that segment? You know, there was. I mean, some of them are pretty entertaining. Some of them are funny, and then some of them are like, oh, that I wish they'd get rid of that. And they, yeah. And they keep doing it. So hopefully, you guys like one of these. Uh, we're gonna do the Thursday night football focus first, obviously, because that game is tomorrow night. Can't wait to talk about that one. Uh, that'll be short and sweet because I mean, there's a ton, a ton of offense. I mean, tons of players in that game. Uh, booms and busts for week two. Buy, sell, or cut. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a player for each one of those. I'm going to have you, hey, this is a player you should probably buy. This is a player you should probably sell, sell, sell. And this is a player you better drop it like it's hot, man. You better just cut that dude off. And All then right. Waiver wire, you know, there's there's always a ton of waiver wire pickups, I think. Some, again, depending on the level of league that you're in, you might be shocked would be available. Like, I sometimes will read some of these waiver. Like, it'll say, this this player was only on 27% of total teams in fantasy. I'm like, what? How is this player not picked up, you know? But then we'll, we'll go a little bit deeper, too, and I'll, and I'll maybe uh, give you guys a couple, and, and, and Pedigo will have a couple maybe uh, that he can give you guys. Uh, yes or BS, that's always fun. I only really have one yes or BS question for you today. Really? Because I think we're going to talk a little bit about it. I, I actually not a little bit. I think we're going to talk a lot more about it, um, just because of the way the game went, and the expectations of one of the players was so high that um, I think it's been talked about all week. Okay, I think I know you. You think I think you might know who I'm already talking about already, but. Let's there, just, but I think a few players fit that criteria. I think so. there's one player more than any that we had high. You and I both talked about this person. Okay. High, high, expe- high, huge expectations. Saying there's just like, it's a no brainer. I mean, we had him in. We'll get to all it. Right, when we get right, to right, that right, for right. yes or BS, I think we're going to have a, t- a conversation about it. All right. And then Ego's Extra Point at the very end of the game. And that'll be a video segment, too, that we're going to po- uh, post up on the Facebook page and uh, the website so you guys can have that and share, 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 share. Okay. Let's get to the Thursday night fantasy focus for week number two. The NFL schedule starts off again with another bang game, man. The Chiefs versus Chargers, buddy. Both 1 0, both AFC contenders. I think it's one of the most loaded single game player pools of the season that we might get all season long. I mean, you got Mahomes, you got Eckler, you got Herbert, you got Kelsey. Uh, Chiefs also showcased. I was sh- 
pleasantly shocked by receivers Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Vantes, uh, Valdez-Scantling. I mean, I think you would talk about uh, Scantling a little bit, you I know, and, yeah. and, how, and how you know he's a guy that should be on people's radar. You know, if he's available, pick that dude up. I think Patrick Mahomes could throw five touchdowns. And I think I said that, didn't I, when I said, you know, he's my number one guy? Yes. I mean, dude, come on. I mean, he's going to throw five touchdowns every week. Well, and so <laughs> he, he has to. As, as just like a little callback to previous shows, right? We When we did our wide receiver rankings, I've said this a few times, we had zero Chiefs receivers in the top 20. Mm-hmm. And then when you said, well, I got Mahomes number one, it's like those things don't match up. But then week one happens. Patrick Mahomes is the number one fantasy receiver. He throws five touchdown passes. Oh, yeah, yeah, fantasy quarterback. Five touchdown passes. Juju Smith-Schuster, his <laughs> his top receiver, is the number 32 fantasy receiver Isn't that crazy? for week one. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so it can happen. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey had a huge day. Clyde Edwards-Alaire caught two touchdown passes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. And, and, so and Mahomes, Mahomes can be number one. Mah- yeah. And the receivers <laughs> don't have to be great. Right. But Allen's not far behind. You know, and we'll talk about that too. Yeah. I mean, and, and Herbert, hello, man. He's there too. Okay. So you've got plenty of sources of production in tonight or tomorrow night's game. Okay. And I, this is, this is hopefully, fingers crossed, because this guy screwed me in week one. I feel like, and I'm tingling right now because I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm clenching my fist. He, he, yeah, Austin Eckler are. screwed me, man. I mean, he screwed me. All right. Um, I feel like he's going to go off in this game. Okay. It was a slow week for Eckler. Recorded 72 all-purpose yards, but the touches 18 were still there for him. All right. He's bound to improve. He's got to improve. 2.6 yards per carry. And a lot of times I was watching, going, where is he at? He's not even on the field. What's going on? Eckler scored in both the matchups, though, against the Chiefs last year. Averaged around 100 all-purpose yards in those two games. Kansas City gave up eight receptions to backs in Week 1 against the Cardinals, and the Chiefs gave up the third most receiving yards to running backs during all of last year. Now, this is a juicy matchup for Eckler. Uh, I, I like it. I actually got him as my bonus boom because, I, you know, since I'm talking about him here, I didn't put him in the booms and busts at my running back. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, he has a big giant boom because he might be on my sell, sell, sell list next week. Because, dude, no. I was I was scared. I was scared. I don't get scared because I'm patient, man. Right. But I got scared in that game. I really did. Man, I wish I was in a league where somebody wanted to sell Austin Eckler. <laughs> he was heavily involved. It just didn't pan out for production. You know what? It didn't. But against the didn't... team he's going against. I mean, like, come on, man. They're not superheroes. No. Man, but it's football, right? right. You're it's right. football. Running backs every now and then just don't. You know, it's they're still a part of the game plan for whatever reason. They don't find the end zone for you know. It's just, but this week, Keenan Allen's probably not going to play Thursday. Right. right. The number one target for Herbert in that Chargers offense. I feel like Eckler is probably going to haul in seven or eight catches this week. Man. I hope so. And, I, hope, I hope Williams does too. Yeah, I think Williams is going to have <laughs> you know, a big week. He had a horrible week one too. I, mean, yep. I was high on him. And uh, who's who's Josh uh, Josh Palmer? Mm-hmm. I think is going to have yeah, a big week. I picked week him too. up on waiver wires this that was, week. Actually. That was a good move. Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like man, those targets got to go somewhere because mm-hmm. you know Herbert's going to throw the ball. Yes, and he looked great. Oh, of I mean, course, looked great. The hair. The, I mean, he's got right. the beard. It's just right. And I think that there was really like a nice big looking. gap between the quarterbacks that looked good, okay, that yeah. were supposed to look good, and the quarterbacks that looked bad who were supposed to look good. I mean, dude, I was <clears throat> loving life. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Why did I have him out of my top 15, uh, Eric Pettigo? Yeah. Hmm. 
did Bonzi call that one or what? Week one. Dude, week he's one. done. He is he's done. done. He's sitting there blaming all of his receivers live on TV. Well, you know, did man, you, you guys need to catch. Yeah, I watched the game. You got to catch the ball. It doesn't matter. He's still holding the ball way too long, about 15 times during that game. All right, he's toast, dude. He's I, done. You have Aaron Rodgers, dude. I want to play you every week. Every week I want to play. Okay. Him. All right. All right. Yeah. Done and done. I mean, I don't have him. In I'm gonna leagues, it, it, look if he if he if even if he does come back and throw, you know, three touchdowns, go for 300 yards next week. I'm gonna say he's still done. I mean, this is one game. Luck. So, just a little like foreshadowing of the whole subject of ego's extra point this week, which is week one overreaction. So so far we're what <laughs> eight minutes into the show. You're ready to sell Austin Eckler. And Aaron Rodgers He's is done. done. He's toast. One week. The Eckler thing, I'm joking. Yeah. Okay, I, I will not get rid of Eckler until like at least, I don't care how bad he is, until like week six or seven. That's when my my little siren starts going I got off. You know what I mean? So, But I am not happy. I think I'm just bitter because, seriously, I lost my first game, my big jelly bean league, mm-hmm. by like .75 points. Ooh, how can hurts, Eckler buddy. not? And you know who I got really mad at, too, was when Fournette was tearing it up. And then I'm like, dude, just just give him the ball one more time. <laughs> he looked a lot better than I thought he would. I, I've not been high on Fournette, but... Who he, was high on him? Yeah, you? No, yeah, yeah. You, you. He's so big. You're so smart. You're just so but, wide. But, but he's so big. Yeah, he is. I mean, monster, I forget how dude. big he is. And when he popped Parsons, you know, oh, I mean, yeah. who is a stud. And he didn't just pop him. He knocked him on his tail, dude. You know what I mean? They're going back and forth on Twitter a little bit. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. So uh, Thursday Night Fantasy Football Focus, uh, Pedigo, anybody you want to talk about real quick that I didn't mention? Well, I mean, it's with these two teams, it's a bit of a no-brainer, right? It's They're like automatic plug-and-plays. Who do you think could have like the worst night, though, tomorrow night? Like, Who do you think uh, would be like, hey, man, be careful? Would you think it's one of the Chiefs wide receivers? Actually, no. I'm going to go a little bit out on a limb and say – I feel like Edwards Alaire could be the biggest letdown. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you this. He had 22 fantasy points yeah. this week, which yeah. was great. It's like, oh, yeah. Edwards Alaire, welcome back to my starting lineup. I wasn't sure what to expect. He only had seven carries in that right. game, but right. he had 42 yards on those seven carries. Not bad. Gotcha. He only had three catches. He wasn't targeted a bunch, but two of those he turned into touchdowns. Yeah. So that those 22 fantasy points yeah. from those two touchdowns, that's more like about 10. Right. And, you know, if you didn't you're score. Right. And the points are always in the details, too. Go and read those details because yeah. they should be up. If you, I think it, I think Yahoo does a really good job of it, you know, well, for the majority. And then there's sometimes Yahoo doesn't even, like, give me an update on that guy, you know. But, yeah. I mean, when they do good, I feel like Yahoo really gives you the details on what they did. Uh, ESPN does a great job. CBS does a great job. They do a good job. So just follow those little, you know, clicks on your mobile app or whatever. Make sure you read the more detailed information. Real quick, I've got a, an amazing app. That a lot of people don't know about. It's called Player Line. Okay. All one word. Player Line. Player Line. Download it. You input your whatever guys you oh, want. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, you follow it, you know, and it, it's Sid just updates it's on all those. constant. Yeah. yeah, they pick up right off the AP. So as soon as the story comes out on any guy yeah. on your roster, you got it right Fantasy there. Guru has that too, it's the great, one that I subscribe man. to. Okay. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get to Booms and Busts. You done with Thursday Night Game? Oh, yeah. All right, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. No break. Booms and Busts Week 2. What I'm going to do here now is that each position give you a boom and give you a bust, and you guys take that information, do what you will with it, and uh, we'll see what Ego has to say about any of these guys. All right, so we'll start off with the booms for week number two. I've got quarterback Joe Burrow at the Chicago Bears after a 
Very strong outing last week. Bro should have dispelled all the rumors on where he stood after that knee injury he sustained in 2020. His 261 passing yards, two scores, left him with a modest QB18 finish for the week. But still, signs I think were very encouraging if you watched that game uh, or just saw. Even in the, if you're watching Red Zone, you saw like well, how he looked. He looked really, really good. Yeah, uh, he was top ten in both air yards per attempt and money throws. Which those money throws I learned about through one of the networks I watch. Man, those money throws showed an eagerness to get the ball downfield. I mean, him and Jamar J- J- Chase. I mean, come on, dude. I mean. I wish I had him on my team so bad. Uh, expect that to be the case again this week as he'll be going against a Bears secondary that was torched by Matt Stafford and the Rams. Uh, you know, they, they they allow a lot of fantasy points, bottom third in the league. Look for Burrow to... Oh, man, the Bengals are at Dallas. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, what am I doing here? My bad. Yeah, all good. I was looking at my... Like, wait a minute. Am I on the wrong... No, they're at Dallas. Oh, yeah, my bad. Joe Burrow, though, is still my boom. That's my big, big boom. For this week, okay. okay. Uh, next boom here is is a guy named Al, um, Alan. Ro- Am I jumping to running back here? Yeah, J- J- James Robinson. Sorry, Jaguars running back. This dude here, I think he's also a big buy this week too uh, from the Jaguars. Okay, his cost might be rising, but plenty of people still believe that the Jacksonville backfield is Travis Etienne's. Okay, and it's just a matter of time that I just think that James Robinson is going to take over, okay? Uh, case in point, ETN had 51% of the snaps to Robinson's 49%, yet only accounted for 30% of the rushing production to Robinson's 60%. The biggest thing for me is that Robinson looked like the old Robinson before that Achilles injury. Did you see him running the ball at all? Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, I couldn't believe it, man. I was like, James Robinson, hello. And, uh, you know, they, they got a pretty good matchup, too. So um, I think ETN might actually have more of the third down role going into week number two. So James Robinson, I've got him as, as a boom on my list for week number two. We had a, When we talked about running backs a few episodes ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everybody was high on ETN, and we were talking about, hey, James Robinson's still there. This guy's a number one running back mm-hmm. ability-wise. So it's, he's not just going to sit on the sidelines if he's healthy and watch ETN be the star, and, and they're not going to let him. He's too good. You have to use a player like that. You're no, right. I, I love it, man. My That's boom for wide receiver I've got is another Robinson. Allen Robinson for the Ooh. the Rams. Now, last week was a big letdown for anyone that started and rostered Robinson. But we, you and I both were high on 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 Robinson, remember? Because yeah. I think we – do we have two Rams receivers in the top 20? Yes. I think we did, right? So especially considering his draft cost, too. That said – uh, you know, let's just stop looking at what he did and look at what we know. Okay, Robinson is new to the team. His quarterback, Matt Stafford, missed most of the preseason, offseason you know, practice due to his elbow. Uh, and and, and I, we always talk about it, I think. The chemistry between the quarterback and the wide receiver is huge. And you could see that with the Chiefs and the and the Chargers and, and, and the Bengals, man. You can just see that chemistry when they're throwing the ball downfield. You know what I mean? And those, it's like the, those money throws from Burrow that I talked about. Just he throws that ball up. He knows. Chase is going to get either under it or around it and yeah. possibly catch the ball, right? I like the reason I say this boom for, for Allen Robinson is because I'm not going to pick the obvious, you know, studs. All right. I think Allen Robinson is going to have a huge bounce back game. And I think Cooper Cup is going to help him do it this week. Uh, yeah, I actually I agree with that and I like it. I think that after week one, they're going to go out of their way to get Allen Robinson involved in this offense. And I don't think that hurts Cooper Cup one bit. I think Cooper Cup still has monster numbers. But I, I think Allen Robinson is going to be a guy. Um, I mean, for one, he's a guy maybe 
maybe look at buying low yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and two, he's a guy I, I would be very comfortable in my starting lineups this week. Absolutely. Now for my bust, my three busts this week, okay, um, you're not going to like this one. Okay. But, but I think we're going to talk about it even later when we get to the yes or BS. Um, I got Russell Wilson. <sighs> yeah. I mean, he does not look good. The Broncos offense, listen to this, and I'm not kidding you right now. There were questions that I saw all over social media from like like real legit football people asking if the coach is gone after week one. <laughs> How many times do you get a team, Ego, within what scoring shot? Like I think they got in, was it within the, the stat that I saw, was it within the 10, five times? And they didn't score a touchdown? Yeah. There were two huge fumbles. Um, they were like the, on the two or three the, yard line, right? It was, like, it was like, like, yeah. like, the, like the one. Melvin Gordon crazy. popped one up. Um, and then Broncos force a turnover, come back down, get to the one, and give it to Javante Williams. And then he coughs it up. So, <laughs> it, you know, Russell Wilson did have, he was 29 of 42, 340 yards. But see, that's what you said right touchdown. there. And that's the only thing I was going to say. He threw the ball a lot. Yeah. And there was no receptions. I mean, that twenty. I mean, great, twenty nine. But you know, look, if he throws the ball twenty nine times, cut that in half. He only gets maybe a dozen receptions. What do they do? What do they do with Russell Wilson right now? I think that's a big question mark. Is it a Russell Wilson problem? Is it a wide receiver problem that Aaron Rodgers is going to blame everybody on the wide receiver? Or is it a play calling problem? What 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 is it? Or is it all three? I mean, he completed seventy percent of his passes at Seattle. That's a tough place it to is, go in and play. But he's used to it. They're at he, well, yeah, he's used to he's used <laughs> on to the other side. There. Right, yeah. right, right. This week they're at home against Houston. I, I mean, I agree to disagree. All right. I, th- I think Russell Wilson has a nice week this okay. week. Oh, wow. You're totally disagreeing with me. I like Judy okay. a lot, and I like Sutton a lot. Okay. All right. Uh, my bust, uh, a wide receiver, I have Amari Cooper. Okay. Might be a little early to move on from Ker- Cooper, and, y- you know, you you just got to wonder what's going on. You know, Dak is gone, guys. I mean, Dak is gone. <laughs> and um, The scary part wasn't really his play, though. It was more the play of Jacoby Brissett and... Um, as noted, you know, above, Jacoby is not Dak. Um, the QB wide receiver chemistry is bad. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think, has a better, you know, I, I just am sad for Amari Cooper. Because it's, it's, yeah. I think if he would have stayed with Dak, and I think it's a point that I was trying to get to, that's not even a question anymore if he would have stayed with Dak because Dak is done. But Jacoby Brissett is not Dak. No. And I think Amari Cooper is going to be a boom maybe or a bust maybe for, for maybe the entire season. Uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think so too. My my expectations on for Amari Cooper were not high going into this year anyway. So these next few weeks are going to tell you a lot about Amari Cooper as far as what to expect. They have the Jets. They have the Steelers. They have Atlanta. They have the Chargers and the Patriots. Yeah. All coming up next. All teams with you know, lackluster pass defense. Right. Um, so if he can't get it going in the next few weeks and man, he'd be I, a big sell, sell, sell guy. Y- yeah. But it's early. Like, get rid of him now. I guess I always, I guess we can, we can talk about that, but I always recommend a big name guy who's not performing. It's the worst to sell them in the middle of, uh, of just a low point. You, you wait for that one game, okay? That one good game where they find the end zone because it'll happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He'll get 
you know, six points, seven points, four points, that kind of stuff. And then I'll have that one week where it's like, oh, 15 points, 80 yards and a touchdown, something like that. But he's always going to draw the tough coverage, though. It doesn't matter. He's always yeah. he's going to be the number one guy in yeah. all the defensive coordinators' brains. It's either it's pennies on the dollar if you sell him now, or you wait until he has that one game where he, you know, luckily finds his way into the end zone and you can maybe get a little bit more. Right. So my, uh, who was my wide receiver? I just talked about Cooper. Yep. I did running back. So we're done with the sells. We're, we're done with the, the, the busts. Let's get to the uh, buy and sell cut. All right. Buy, sell, cut. My big buy this week. This is a big buy. And people are going to laugh at me. I know right now they're going to laugh at me, especially for thinking Joe Burrow was playing the, the different team this week. I really bombed him out. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how I wrote that one down. It's cool, man. That's why I'm But anyway, um, Khalil Herbert. Okay. You like it? I mean, for the Bears, and um, <laughs> he he looked good. All right, I, I we expect the offense to split the running back, you know, job a little bit more than we had seen, and we also heard that Herbert might be a better fit for the offseason scheme. Easiest way to sort through coach speak is to look at what the coach does instead of what he says. What we learned in Week One, in addition to Herbert being more effective. All right, is he was also the clear goal line back who, who I, you know, David Montgomery was a guy that I was big on. You know, I was big on this, but um, David Montgomery played 38 snaps to Herbert's only 17. But Herbert, again, was that goal line dude. He's going to be a huge handcuff. So if you can get Herbert right now, he was a big pickup on the waiver wire this week. And uh, it could pay off for you being a number, like a running back number three or a flex position, depending on who they're playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think he's a good handcuff. I don't feel comfortable as like as a guy that I would plug in in like a flex spot because I feel comfortable that he's going to get all the all the goal line work. Again, it's a week one, easy to overreact. Montgomery had 17 carries. He also had three catches, and uh, and Herbert had nine carries, and he was targeted once, one catch. Like the usage rate was much higher for David Montgomery. And that game was a sloppy, muddy mess. It was a weird, weird game. Um, I feel like I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if David Montgomery started getting a lot of the goal line work too. They switched it up a little bit, and there wasn't just one designated punch it in for the touchdown guy. I like Herbert, though, as a handcuff for sure. You know, as a guy to stash, something happens to Montgomery. I think Herbert is a is a nice, nice player. Yeah, Herbert was starting last year a lot yeah. at, at the end of the season for a lot of teams. So uh, if he if he's on your waiver wire right now and you've got because I guarantee there's some roster spots you're like okay go buy you know some of the running backs that didn't even like really touch the field that we had actually talked about you know I was kind of shocked by that you know just like where where are those guys you know but do we dare mention Cam Akers? Yeah, well, and that's Ugh. on my sell list here. It was either Cam Akers or he was going to be on my drop it like it's hot list, but but my sell, sell, sell though right now, I had to go with CeeDee Lamb, man, um, from the Cowboys because, you know, that's a tough guy to roster right now. It really, re- all signs are pointing down, down, down uh, with, with Dak being gone. Lance potential volume's there, so it may seem silly to move on after his 11 target performance, but if you're in a league where someone needs a wide receiver and you can trade CeeDee Lamb right now for somebody that you know has has got a better quarterback, I would suggest you do There's no way to move him for for what you paid, so don't don't think that. I mean, you drafted this guy high. There's no way you're going to get that same thing, but if you can get like a, another receiver, maybe a number two solid receiver that got a lot of receptions in week one, why not try to do that? 
Yeah, yeah. If you can get any sort of a, any sort of value that's going to be useful to you, I feel like I don't know that you and I align on how we approach the buys and sells because I have CD Lamb on my buy low list. Oh, like wow. for me, these are the kind of guys that I target. Like the big names, people paid a lot for them. Week one, they underperform. People get emotional. They're ready to cut bait. That's when you swoop in and you get these these big stud guys for much less than you would ever had to pay for them anyway. And I think that there's some like that too that where I look at and keep my eye on. But I also think it's the that depends on what kind of league you're in. Like sure. if, if you don't have a lot of Agreed. roster spots, all right, or if you like you know if you have a lot of roster spots, it's going to be way harder to do what you're talking about. If you if you've got a lot of roster spots, yes. I mean it's going to be hard. Um, so. Just you got to really watch on who you. I mean, here's what I would suggest, and I do this. This is like a little trick that I do, and I'm sure Eagle probably does the same thing. When you when as the as as Sunday is is progressing, or actually t- tomorrow night when that game is progressing, um, you just go and look at players available. Oh yeah, go look at players available and see who is out there, and then click on what like either the summary of their game or fantasy points or what they've done and just keep an eye on those guys, you know, and Sundays, that's where you can make or break, you know, your, your waiver wire pickups, you know, like this, this guy here, like James cook, you know, I still like cook long-term man, but the problem is he's currently buried on the depth chart right now. You know, Devin Singletary appears locked in that RB one, Zach Moss. Hell what, what Zach Moss, that snap splits were insane. 34-58 for Singletary and Moss, 22-58 for, for Moss. But you know, Moss didn't look particularly stellar from this perspective. But Cook needs to basically, um, I don't know, man. You, you just got to drop that guy. There's no way he should be on your team right now in fantasy football. Yeah, if you don't have depth. I mean, it, it, here's the thing. is NFL coaching staffs don't care about fantasy Twitter, right? So just because everybody <laughs> on fantasy Twitter says that Zach Moss is irrelevant and that you should jump on Cook, like... They don't care. They've got their own game plan, and they like Zach Moss. He's going to be involved in the game plan, whether or not fantasy Twitter likes it. So um, it, the stuff has to play out on the field, and when you watch it, and like you said, while you're watching, you know, follow along who's available and uh, and watch for guys to get cut. But, yeah, man, that's – And that was I'm one of my waiver wire targets, too, was Moss. I mean, yeah, you know, Target Moss. If he's, if he's available, get Moss, and that's going to move us to the waiver wire right now. I'm going to run down the quarterbacks, and if I say any names that you like, just you know, go ahead and stop me and comment on them. But All right. the quarterbacks on the waiver wire list is uh, the Washington QB Carson Wentz, man. Come on. I mean, it's off to a – who would have ever thunk? 313 yards and four TDs for Carson Wentz in week one. What? I mean, yeah, it was against Jacksonville, <laughs> but I mean, come on. But still, even against Jacksonville, you tell me Carson Wentz is going to four. If I said yes or BS, Carson Wentz throws four touchdowns. I guarantee you I say BS. BS. Yeah, absolutely. I would have never believed it. Um, I still don't believe it. But let's say you're an owner that you know you you've got Dak and everything's up in the air. The first reports where he's out eight to ten weeks, yep. and then Jerry Jones says, "Well, we're not putting him on the IR because he might only miss four weeks." Right. Um, and Carson Wentz is out there. Yeah. And, who do you pick up though, Carson Wentz or Jared Goff? Because that's my other waiver wire target from Detroit. I mean, again, Goff was mentioned uh, many, many times about you know being somebody you need to keep your eyeballs on, and um, you know, oh man, sixteen point nine fantasy points per game, uh, not good in twenty twenty one, but he's playing behind a tremendous offensive line right I now. I feel like I mean, it's it's nine twenty in the morning, and you just hit me with a Jared Goff or Carson yes, Wentz question. Yes. And I'm over here racking my brain. Yeah, I guess Jared Goff. I feel like the uh, the baseline is safer with Jared Goff. 
You know what I mean? I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Running back, waiver wire looks. Go and find Jeff Wilson from the San Francisco 49ers. He looked great. You're you're, yes. you're shaking your head yes 100%. right now? Yeah, 100%. Um, Elijah Mitchell's IR, right? He's gone at least eight weeks. Jeff Wilson's the next guy up. Also, look up, uh, what's the rookie's name? Uh, Davis Price. Is that right? Tyrion Davis. Jordan Mason. No, 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 no. Davis Tyrion. Yeah, Tyrion Davis Price. Yeah, Tyrion Davis Price. Yeah, look him up too if he's available. And you're in a deeper league with some roster spots. He might be worth a stash. Yeah, and Wilson's only on like 19% of fantasy football teams. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's out there everywhere. Yeah. But that Davis Price is kind of in the same position that you know that Elijah Mitchell was last year. I would pick year. up Wilson over Price, though. Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, I would. Rex Burkhead from Houston. You like that? I, I didn't trust Damian Pierce. <laughs> I know. The Rex Burkhead show entering week one. Uh, we talked about Herbert already. And then Jalen Warren from Pittsburgh. Lead back, Najee Harris. Left week's one matchup early to uh, a foot injury sustained in that in that matchup. So early reports indicate it's nothing to worry about. But when you get these bit, these running backs that have a lot of work, mm-hmm. like I, I'll you know I'll bring up Dalvin Cook's name. You know when he had that knee, ankle, foot, it was like every week you didn't know. You better go if you've got Najee Harris. You better go get Jalen Warren right now. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. Najee Harris has come out and said he's playing week two. Um, there was a lot of concern about him maybe missing this game. He said he's playing. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not a chance that he goes back out there, aggravates something, and then is you know removed from the game. So yeah, I definitely go go target Warren. Wide receiver waiver wire pickups. We talked about Josh Palmer already from the Chargers, and with you know Keenan Allen's departure, I mean it's just Palmer looks like he's uh, set up for a big boom game. Uh, Jarvis Landry, you know from New Orleans. Landry isn't available in most leagues, but at the 42% ownership rate that it said that he is, he's still available. So go go pick up Jarvis Landry, okay? And I'm not in any of these leagues. You know <laughs> I know. What I mean? No, I'm no, not at all. Leagues, I'm going to give you one that you, that you might be available, okay? Uh, okay. Zay Jones. Okay, yeah, right, yeah, From yeah. Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville retooled their receiver room this offseason. While Christian Kirk may have gotten the attention of many in week one, we we don't need to look overlook Zay and what he put up, man. Watching that red zone, dude. He he had some good good catches. He had nine targets and he made the most of them, man, because he caught six for sixty five. Like he tied with Kirk for team leading forty one routes. That's pretty dang good. So owners in dynasty leagues have been waiting for this from Zay Jones. They've had him stashed at the bottom of their bench for a few years because they he was a high pick in rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, oh, here we go. Maybe, maybe now we finally get Zay Jones. So I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like keep an it. eye on him. And then three players to hold: uh, Kadarius Tony from the, the the Giants, Isaiah Pacheco from the Chiefs, who's a running back there. Most of his production came in garbage time, and and you know working behind McKinnon. And uh, number uh, three player to hold here, I had was uh, Sam Perine from from Cincinnati. Week one showed us Supreme, you know, not Chris Evans is the running back number two in Cincinnati, and you you pretty much need to have that guy on your team if he's available. Samaj P. Ryan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I call like, him Perine. Oh. Yeah, okay. I always <laughs> call him the wrong okay. name. Sam, Samaj. So I say Sam Perine. I said that all last season. I was so confused, and I was like, oh, there's a guy I've never heard of before. Oh, no, I'm, I'm slipping. 
Okay, yeah, 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 no, he's... Uh... <laughs> Cincinnati's giving me a problem today, man. Yeah. I don't know what I was reading from the Bengals' website, but my gosh, we'll I'll get tell there, you buddy. I, I'm taking full blame for this because I texted you wanting to start the show 15 minutes early today. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have a lot of time to, I didn't, to read my, my... I didn't account for how much... Cheat sheets. How much you can squeeze into your 15-minute cram session before <laughs> we start recording, but and then yeah, I like it. The yes or BS, let's get to that really quick, okay? Yes okay. or BS... And I think it's because we got to fly through the show, too. I keep looking at the time. Yeah, how no, much you're time, fine, How man. much time I got with this, you, dude? Um, and here we go. We've got at least 10 minutes, if not more. I think this might take the full 10 minutes. Okay. Yes or BS? And I'm not even going to say their names. <laughs> because I know what my answer is, and everyone is talking about it this week. On every football show that you're watching, every podcast that you're watching, okay? Is the Seattle... Seahawks quarterback going to have more fantasy points <laughs> than the Denver Broncos quarterback. So the statement you can that, say their names that I have to say yes or BS to is Geno Smith, Gino Smith will, will have more Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson in fantasy points. And I'm going to say BS. Um, although, whoa, 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 although what? Although I did just put in a claim to pick up Geno Smith okay. in my main league because I've got Dak and now I'm worried I don't have a quarterback for a little bit, and it's a really deep league, and so there's not a lot of options out there. Um, so I like how Geno looked. He looked accurate. Um, great decision-making. He's obviously got nice weapons there, but I just believe that Sa Seattle is going to be so much more committed to the run. I feel like he could finish the season with maybe you know two-thirds at most of the passing attempts that Russell Wilson has. I think with as much as Russell Wilson's going to throw the ball, I don't think there's any way Geno Smith outscores him. So I would also say BS, but okay. Geno's getting super hyped, okay? I mean, he's getting super hyped because, like I said earlier, the quarterbacks that were supposed to be good, there, there's such a big gap from the quarterbacks that were supposed to be good, looking good, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, yeah. uh, Brady. Um, you know, those guys looked really good. But the guys that were supposed to look good, that looked bad, all right? And I don't know if... Here's the thing. There's a lot of... Tua looked like garbage. All right? Yeah. He did not look good. No. You know? He didn't look accurate. He didn't look like he had any arm. Like, I I mean, try, look, you're not going to watch and see a lot. If you're watching Red Zone, you're not watching any Miami Dolphin highlights. I mean, they're not going to that team very much at all. No. So I really haven't watched Tua throw the ball very, very much at all. Um, But I watched this game because they're going to Tyreek Hill. They're, they're showing these routes and stuff, dude. He and the reason I'm bringing this up is because your Geno Smith point. Geno Smith, dude, he looked like he could throw and hit like a certain like those tires, it was man. Great, I mean, man. yeah. Oh my god, pinpoint accuracy. I'm like, that's against not a bad team, man. You know, so he looked good, and I, and I'm sitting there watching that, going, "Holy cow, is Geno Smith really? What? Where did he come from?" And then hearing him talk after the game. You know about man. You know people are sleeping on me and this and that. I didn't quit. I mean, he dude, said they wrote me off, but yeah. I ain't right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. That's what <laughs> which it was. I loved in the moment. I but don't I mean, understand what it means, but I was like, oh, what a great line. He yeah. did, and he deserves the hype. I mean, he deserves the hype. You know, and, and we're gonna see this week. I think if the Geno Smith accuracy was was a fluke or not. Yeah. You know, uh, is the Russell Wilson and one thing you did say about Russell Wilson throwing the ball a ton. That's going to be the only reason why I, I do think that it's BS that he does not score more fantasy points than Geno Smith. Would I be shocked if he did? Right now, after week one, no. 
Because <laughs> he looks so good. Metcalf caught some, I mean, dude, I'm telling you. I was down on Metcalf, too. I am, yeah. But he had seven catches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's... Geno Smith, if nothing else, has shown he has the ability to get the ball to DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. which I think is great for DK Metcalf owners in fantasy who were really, really worried about him. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, no, Gino looked great. They they go on the road to San Fran this week, so we'll see how that goes. That's going to be a much different environment than at home with a super-hyped crowd that is just there to watch Russell Wilson fail. And yeah, oh, yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And so, the booze, I couldn't believe the booze, man. Oh, well, I mean, insane. I could believe it, but I was like, that's really bad. It's sports. But then I'm like, okay, it's Seattle. I mean, yeah. what, what do you expect, all right? Yep. So uh, we're going to wrap it up now with Ego's extra point and let him get out of here on week number two. Don't forget, catch him on Fantasy Football 101 every Sunday morning. This is where you really need that Sunday morning show for stardom and sit him. Uh, maybe some sleeper picks that you guys can pick up right before the games. That's what I used to love to do that when I was running that thing. That was like my favorite thing to do was was to just hey, let's talk about these two guys. You know, who am I starting? Geno Smith or Russell Wilson? Yeah, you know that's, that's, that's the whole show, man. That's great. It's it's awesome. So again, uh, check them out Sunday mornings nine thirty. That's my boy Ego right there. Now we're gonna wrap up the uh, fantasy football junkies week number two with Ego's extra point. What do you got, man? All right, so here we go. Ego's extra point. So this is kind of what I want to do with this every week is just kind of give you some of that strategy to work with as you navigate through the season. Because you don't win at the draft. You can't just draft a team, sit idle, win a championship. It takes a, it takes moves. It takes uh, trades, free agent pickups. So the one thing I want to stress after week one, and I've touched on it multiple times today, is the overreaction that happens in fantasy. Owners are super emotional, and they overreact to situations all the time. They get down on players. They get way too high on players. And it's your job to keep a level head and capitalize on that. So I've got a few examples. Should I give you a timer on this or no? I no, mean, man, I'll fly okay. through it. Don't right. worry. Yeah, I don't want to know if I'm going to tick, 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 tick. No, after. All right. No, no, no. I mean, I'll, I'll hurry it up if no, you no, want. No, no, yeah. no, no. I'm just saying, do you want that for effect? But I, I got you, man. Oh, for just effect? Go. Can you add it in and like post? <laughs> I can probably do it on the okay. post, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any buzzers going off in the middle of my talking. All right, you got it. How but, about some crickets? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ego's extra point, week number two. Here we go. All right, so the first after week one, what I want to concentrate on is buying low and selling high. It's the best time to do it. Uh, We mentioned Carson Wentz, huge game. Um, If you have him and there's a team in your league that needs a quarterback, see what you can get for him, right? Send a trade over to the DAC owner. Get as much as you can for Carson Wentz. He is likely to not hit that number again. So anybody I say sell high, I'm not saying doesn't have any value. I'm just saying this is the time to get max value for them. Aaron Rodgers, buy low, buy low. Trust me, this is the cheapest you'll ever get him. He might be a bust if Bonzi's right, but if Bonzi's <laughs> not right and he is anything close to what Aaron Rodgers used to be, then you got him for pennies on the dollar. That's a good move. Saquon Barkley, the number one running back in week one. Do you trust it? I mean, it's hard to trust it, but if you own Saquon Barkley, now's the time if you want to to blow that up into something to help your team at maybe multiple multiple positions. Edwards Alaire, we talked about, don't need to talk about that anymore. That's a sell high for sure. Cam Akers, you can buy so cheap right now. I guarantee you he doesn't get zero fantasy points every week. That's a really good buy low. Aaron Jones is a good buy low. Um 
but I'm 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 worried I missed on that. I think I think AJ Dillon might be the guy. He out touched him. He out targeted him. He out produced. Did I Aaron did Jones. I say that too or no? You did, man. Okay. No, congrats. That was awesome. <laughs> well, give me props on the video at least, man. Yeah. Jeez, come on. I'm trying to speed you're, through you're, this. You're dogging me with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> here. Travis Etienne's a good buy low. Uh, James Robinson does have a history of getting hurt, and people I think were expecting a lot from Etienne after one week. They didn't get it. David Montgomery, we talked about. That guy was super involved, just didn't produce. That's a great buy low. Damian Pierce. Bonzi's guy. Uh, now everybody's worried Rex Burkhead's the number one guy. Rex is never going to be the number one guy. Trust me, they want Damian Pierce to be that guy. He wasn't week one. Owners are freaking out. Michael Thomas, receiver for New Orleans. That's a great sell high. He had one fantasy point going into the fourth quarter and then caught two touchdowns on five catches in the fourth. That's a great sell high. There's no way he's keeping that up. Devin Duvernay's a, a great sell high. He looked like Lamar Jackson's number one receiver. He's not. Rashad Bateman is. Uh, Julio Jones looked to be super involved in that game plan. He's not going to be. It's Julio. It's fool's gold. It has been for five years. Sell Julio. DJ Moore. Bonzi's number one receiver in fantasy of all time. <laughs> By low. He's going to be okay. He'll be fine. He's going to be fine. That Carolina game was just... You're going to lose on. that bet with me. Yeah, he's I, not going to outscore Mike Evans, but he's going to be fine. He's we'll great, see. Mike he, Evans, man, I mean, he keeps getting banged up like that, boy. Right. He might just not play the rest of the year after week five. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So need, but he might still outscore DJ Moore. <laughs> uh, CeeDee Lamb's a great buy low, and, uh, and DK Metcalf as well. So that's... That's what it is going to be for week one. It's not going to be the same format every week, but I'm telling you, this is the best time to take advantage of overreacting fantasy owners to bolster your team going forward. It's a long season, and people tend to forget that. Ego's extra point. There you go. You're going to find a good closing for that. I'm going to give you a, uh, like a woo. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do crickets anyway. Yeah, no, crickets would be excellent, man. Like, I can handle that. Where's that? <laughs> <in>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for Fantasy Football Junkies Week 2. Uh, we uh, Guys, good luck tomorrow night. Have fun watching that game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Don't forget Fantasy Football 1-on-1 with Eric Pedigo and his cast of merry men and women. Who knows, man? I don't know if you got some some ladies stopping by. Apparently your son's on the show now so every once he's in a while. He's my nephew. Oh, it's your nephew. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he, he brings the ladies. He looks like he's a ladies man. Oh, so he's a handsome little fella. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, always make your winning your fantasy league a reality by checking out Fantasy Football Junkies every week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.